Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, everybody? This is the diva of Diva Speaks Relationships. How you guys doing out there? I hope you missed me because the diva has missed you. Something terrible. Hey, everybody. <laughs> welcome to my pop-up podcast. The first time ever I have done a show on a Monday. So this is a first for me. So again, welcome to Diva Speaks Relationships, which is the hottest relationship podcast in the Queen City. That's right. Charlotte, North Carolina is where the diva is located. And I pray that tonight, everyone that is under the sound of my voice is safe, that you guys are maintaining, that you are calm, and that all is well. That is what I thoroughly want for all of my listeners. Oh my goodness, guys. Ah, oh, so much is going on in the world. So I needed to come on the show and connect with my people. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to connect with my people. I wanted to have a conversation. I'm not sure if you got the memo of what we're going to be talking about tonight, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, I like to start off by thanking you guys for your support. Thank you for supporting the podcast. The Diva, Angela Porto Real. Really, I mean, I'm really so grateful for your support. I am so grateful that you enjoy the show. And we're going to keep it moving. I have a special guest in the studio tonight. Yes, I do. I have a very special guest in the studio tonight. We're going to be chopping it up with none other than introduce yourself, sweetheart. Tell them who you are. Hey, everyone. It's Jazz. They don't know who Jazz is. Tell them who you are. I'm Jazz. I'm also in the QC. Um, I'm a professional student with a professional job. <laughs> I do a lot of things. Um, I'm kind of known as a socialite. Um, but today I'll be giving you more of me personally. So right? these are things you can't find on the gram. You can't find on Twitter or Facebook. Just coming from me personally. Okay. So can I tell them what you're, what you're kind of known around Charlotte for? Is that okay? Do I keep that separate? Can I, can uh, I, can I brag a little? No, no, I don't want to focus on that because that'll take away from like the substance of what we want to talk about. Oh my God, you're so educated, <laughs> not. <laughs> so if you guys, um, if you if you have not um, followed the diva on social media, let me tell you, my handle on Facebook is True Diva Speaks. You can find me on Instagram at Diva Speaks, the underscore sign. Oh, I'm so sorry. Official again on Instagram. It is Diva Speaks, the underscore sign official. My email address is Diva Speaks official at gmail.com. I would love it if you would find me on one or both of both of those. I can't talk. I'm, I'm drinking, guys. Both of those social media platforms. So do me a favor. Find me on um, Facebook or Instagram. I do post content. Um, somewhat daily, you know, I like to post meme, um, things of encouragement. I do videos. You get to see me, you know, face to face. You get to get a sense of my personality. 
um, yeah, you just get a visual of the diva and who I am. So if you haven't had a chance to do that, you know, do it. If you haven't told a friend, help me out because I refuse to pay for followers. I'm not going to do that. My coins can be spent elsewhere. I'm not going to pay for followers. So if I can't grow my audience organically, I don't want it. So tell a friend guys, tell them about the show, have them subscribe to the podcast and or my social media platforms. Now with all of that out of the way, do you have your drink? Because I have mine. Now I'm not a brown liquor girl. I'm not, but <sighs> I tell you what, what's going on right now. I needed a drink. So I have some, what do I have, Jazz? What do I have in this? You have Henny and Coke. I have Henny and Coke and I don't drink like that. I'm a wine girl or a margarita or any kind of, you know, like sexy, fruity type of drink. That's me. But let me tell you, everything that we got going on with this coronavirus and businesses closing and schools are closing and churches are closing their doors. Listen, sometimes you have to break outside of your day to day routine just to get some relief. So if you haven't had a chance to pour yourself a drink, feel free to do so. No judgment zone. Okay. Let's get into it. So guys, I'm also recording live on Diva Speaks Radio. So for those of you who are listening on my station head radio show, welcome to Diva Speaks podcast and radio. And unfortunately, you won't be able to communicate with the Diva because I am also recording live and my subscribers on my Podbeam site actually are able to engage with me. So if you have some feedback or you have questions or you would like the opportunity to be interactive with me, please subscribe to the show, which is divaspeaks.podbeam.com. So scoot over, Jazz. Let's talk. So guys, we're going to be talking tonight about What's your flavor? Hmm. I'm going to say it again. You know, I like to be dramatic sometimes. What's your flavor? You know, hold on. Let me take a drink, guys. Hold on one second. I set the atmosphere in here. You know, I got my incense burning. What? Um. What is the? We got lemongrass. We have the lemongrass incense burning. Of course, you know I have my brown liquor tonight, unlike the diva, and I got some reggae tunes in the background. So you know I kind of like to set the mood. That's that's where we're going. But what's your flavor? So tonight, let's talk about what you prefer when it comes to dating, what do you prefer when you are in a relationship? What actually is the type of person that you are attracted to? You know, yeah. you know, you know, cause everyone, I think for most, most people, I won't say everyone, I can't speak for everyone. I think most people have a preference. You know, we have a certain type of individually that we're more sexually attracted to versus others. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So I'm going to interview this young, sexy millennial over here. And if you didn't know, she's also my daughter. She's my oldest daughter. So and it's not going to be inappropriate because she's 27. 
So no fears, guys. I do have that type of open uh, relationship with my daughter. Um, we're almost twins, they say, but I'm a little bit curvier than she. <laughs> Don't give me that. She's a hater. I just want you all to know she's a hater. It's a hater on the mic. One, two, one, two. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about that. So I'm going to start off with being a black woman. I know that a lot of my sisters prefer black men. And I do understand um, when you are attracted to your own and when you're comfortable with your own, it's just something about your attraction to what sets you on fire. It kind of drives, it drives your passion. You know, it kind of motivates you. In, 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 a, in, a, in a way that I can't describe if you're trying to force yourself to date someone that you're not attracted to. Because I know many people have. I've, I've been in groups where women that the question has been asked, you know, are you open to interracial dating? And a lot of black women, young and older, say that, you know, they've tried to date outside of their race, but there was something about the other races that, you know, it, it, it didn't do it for them. So I definitely can respect your point of view, me, myself. You want to know about your mom, babe? Man, I've known you my whole life, so I already know where this Some, is going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. I mean, my children are black. My children are authentic, authentically black. However, I've been, for the most part, you know, I've been one of those women that I'm, I'm kind of open to love. Um, most of my love life, you know, I've dated and married, um, Hispanic, you know, so I just feel me personally, when you open your mind and your heart to receiving love, you know, then it kind of like, it doesn't limit you. So that's where I stand with that, but that is not what this is about. So I know that a lot of women in my age category, Actually, I don't think that they have experienced what you recently experienced in terms of the path that you were attempting to take and from what you describe, the backlash from it. So why don't you talk to the audience and tell them about your recent experiences? Okay. Well, first, I'm going to give the audience some background um, because it's it's not going to make sense if I just start um, from a recent experience. Um, so um, most of my life, of course, you know, I have a black father. I grew up around predominantly black people. So, you know, instinctively, my attraction is to black people. That's what I'm comfortable with. It's what I've seen. You know, those are my role models. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's just my everyday life. Um, so, you know, of course, my first boyfriend was black. My first heartbreak was from a black man. Um, <laughs> my first college boyfriend, however, was not black. He's my Indian. first college boyfriend was Indian. And when I say Indian, I hope I don't offend anybody, but I mean like red dot, not barefoot. You know what I'm saying? Like or actual feather. Indian. Mm -hmm. So um, 
it was a a good relationship, you know, for someone who's a freshman in college, you know, want to do my own thing and explore. Um, but it ended, I ended it. And, um, you know, I attempted to date black again and found, um, challenges as I had, you know, before, but of course, you know, dating as a teenager is completely different, you know, dating as a young adult and then a more experienced adult. What challenges Um, did you experience? Uh, so the challenges that I experienced with, are we talking about with, with black men or yeah, dating you outside said the race? when you okay. decided to date black again, so, you started experiencing challenges. Yeah. So the challenges that I like off right experienced, um, was one, of course, like infidelity. And, you know, some people are, you know, probably thinking, well, you're young, you know, that's to be expected. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think <laughs> you're supposed to expect infidelity. Um, Things do happen, but I don't think that should be um, an expectation going into any relationship um, because you train children up in the way they should go. So if someone thinks that infidelity is to be expected, you know, it kind of says a lot about how how they were raised and how they view their relationships. But in addition to that, um, just communication um, and expectations of what a relationship looks like and how you should treat someone that, you know, you intend to grow with. Um, So those are the challenges that I experienced, you know, again, as a teenager and as a young adult. Um, But then, you know, now, you know, I'm kind of gearing towards 30. So as a more experienced adult, you know, I continue to, you know, mix it up in the dating pool. So when dating um, outside of my race again, the challenges were not fidelity communication or any of that. For me, the challenges that I faced was like, it's almost like they were moving. Like they knew what they wanted off bat. Um, Like they were serious off bat. Sometimes it was religion just because, um, you know, dating outside of your culture, there are a lot of different things that you can um, expect. Uh, But it was never an issue of like, you know, being like, you know, we are in a relationship, we are moving towards something. That's something that I didn't experience when I dated outside my race. Mm, okay. Yeah. So in light of recent events, so recently um, I've had just the craziest, you guys would not believe what I've been going through. And if you look at me and you see my lifestyle, you'd just be like, how are they? And I'm starting to think I must have kryptonite to what these guys are on and they just go crazy. And they just, because <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Okay. So what happened? Um, so a guy that I've been talking to, and he, he was from Atlanta, and we talked for about, um, oh, when I say talked, I mean like, you know, getting to know each other for about two years. And in those two years, there were, there were conversations that um, suggest that, you know, this was more than just a friendship. You know, the I love yous, I miss yous, you know, when he'd come into town, I'd see him. Um, you know, he started talking about wedding um, I'm meeting with his brothers. So, you know, it wasn't like I was just making this stuff up or I'm just pulling it out of my ass. Um, but, you know, I just kind of started to realize the actions weren't really backing up the words. Mm-hmm. So eventually I was just, you know, I just kind of stopped communicating. Bravo, um, bravo, sweetheart. Yeah, because I was just like, there are people here, at least locally, that I can waste my time with versus someone <laughs> in Atlanta. Um, so... Uh, but turns out because like I said, I am, you know, kind of known in the city, uh, the group that I'm in, he's actually talking to someone that's in my group now. And so, you know, I didn't even harbor any kind of feelings towards anyone. Cause at the end of the day, 
you know, if you're not going to do right by me, that's fine. But, you know, don't do my friend dirty either. So, and I totally believe that sometimes it's not you they're meant to be with, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you, you learn things from people and they may, they may actually are meant to be with someone, you know, a third friend or a close friend or, you know, a cut like whoever, um, but you shouldn't, you know, hold on to that. Because at the end of the day, when they want you, you know it. And there's not going to be a question about it. You're not going to fight for it. You're not going to have to convince them and vice versa. So after finding that out, I was just like, damn. But at the end of the day, I, I don't even know the extent of their relationship. So he could be feeding her the same shit he fed me. But anyways, so this other experience, you guys. And again, the last man I was talking about was black. The current man I'm about to talk about is also black. Um, so um, there's this guy that I was talking to. Uh, I would say for like the last six months and things seem to be going pretty good. Um, there wasn't a lot of demand on the relationship just because I was really focusing on making myself a priority. Um, you know, I've been trying to finish my education, cleaning up my credit, you know, moving towards professional development, um, and just making stronger bonds with the people that are, you know, in my circle. So I just had this gut feeling. Something hmm. wasn't right. Um, a girl that lived in our building, because we actually, we we do stay in the same building. Uh, a girl in our building, actually, uh, she was doing some weird stuff on social media. So I asked him about it. And this was a couple months ago. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. So I was like, okay, he told me don't worry about it. You know, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, there's that. I, I don't know these people and they don't know me. So, but something in my, in my gut last, I would say like last month was mm-hmm. just like something ain't right. So- I want to pause it right there. So you know what that's called, sweetheart? That is called your woman's intuition. And you have to tap into it because God gave us that, that I want to, what, how do I name it? He gave us something within us that helps steer us through the universe. And you, as the older you get, you're going to learn how to tap into it and listen to it more. But as you tell the story, you're going to, they're going to see how your intuition did not fail you. Go ahead. Yeah. So my intuition um, was telling me, you know, there's something not right. And it literally just came like a thief in the night. All of it. I was fine one day and the next day I was like, something ain't right. So I just, you know, go politely knock on her door. Now, mind you, this girl, um, she's, I would say significantly younger than me. I, I would say more than half a decade, if I put it like that. It sounds kind of premature, but considering you know how young I am, right. that's a good amount of time. So we're about, yeah, we're about seven years apart. So I'm like, okay. And she has a kid, a newborn at that. So, you know, there's red flags, honestly, should have been going up this whole time. But, you know, like I said, when I'm focused on me, I'm not trying to do investigative work. I'm not trying to think too hard about whoever. You know, because to be honest, these men come and go. But, you know, hey, so I go knock on her door and I just, I was, you know, I'm, I'm asking, you know, are you are you still dealing? With, and before I could even really get it out of my mouth, she says the name and I'm like, OK. And she's like, yeah, actually. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, y'all, <laughs> if y'all could have seen my face like I was on I was on fire on the inside. But of course, I was just like, oh, wow. So, you know, I start asking, you know the prominent questions because I'm not dumb. So, you know, I want to know, okay, so what exactly were y'all doing? Was this protected? How long has this been going on? Because now I need to figure out like, you know, how at risk have I been during this whole situation? Or what have you been exposed right, to? Right. Or what have I been exposed to during this whole situation? And so the more she talks and I was just like, oh, she's just getting a kick out of this. But in the, in the, in the, 
I guess in the pit of my stomach, I already knew, but I wanted to verify because I'm one of those people. I can trust it, but I also, I just feel the need to verify because I hate um, assuming something and then it's wrong. And then I'm reacting off of an assumption. So smart girl, smart girl, baby. I I got the verification I needed, but when I tell y'all she talked for over almost two hours and I was just like, Oh, you've been waiting to talk to me. (laughs) She's been waiting to talk to me. I'm like, there's no way you had all this stuff to say for me. Just ask you a couple of questions, but you know, she wanted, yeah, I'm pretty sure she wanted answers for, for herself as well. Um, but you know, the more I started to think about it, I was just like, I never have these issues when I date outside my race. These are not the kind of things I have to go through when I date men who are not exclusively black or just not black. Um, because I, I I have dated, you know, men who are mixed with um black, but the dominant parent who raised them was not black. So essentially, you know, they have the black um DNA, but the culture is not specifically black. And it just kind of made me realize, like, I do have a preference. And and, and like my mom said, um, I'm 20. Well, I'll be 27 in May. And I started dating when I was 16 because that's when I got the okay to date. Um, So I've been dating for about a decade. (laughs) And the things that I um, keep encountering are issues with black men. And as much as I try to date black men, it seems like they make it very difficult for me. So... When I started, um, mm, here we go. When I started thinking about like, what do I want to do differently? Because again, like I said, I'm gonna say it again, and y'all can wish me happy birthday in the time comes. I turned 27 in May, and I'm like, I don't want to keep repeating the pattern of what I'm doing and, and essentially feeling like I'm getting the same result. So, is it fair to say that now you're acknowledging that your preference? could potentially keep you single if you keep going in the direction that you're going. Is that a possibility? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I want to be like a buck with you. You know, all the guys that I dated were not all the same type of guys. I've dated the college educated. I've dated the um, experienced man with a trade. I've dated the drug dealer. I've dated. Who was a drug? Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, I've dated the, you know, regular entrepreneur, uh, the rich boy. Now, the guy the, that you're speaking about in here, uh, how would you describe? Because I know how I would describe, but how would you describe? So would you say? I mean, he's got the, the education. He's got affluent. the MBA. He's got the 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 family runs a, uh, a multimillion dollar business. So. That's not the problem. Um, I, his problem, he's greedy. I know he's greedy. And because he's built up the appetite to have whatever he wants, he thinks that I'll go along with it. And I'm not the one. <laughs> no. If I wanted to sign up um, uh, to be a sister wife, I'd just go back to Utah. Okay. So with that being said, um, you know, it's not like I'm just dating one kind of guy and getting the same result. You know, I, I diversify even the kind of black man that I date. Um, and it still seems to be I'm running into the same issue. Okay, so you recently went out. And when I say recently, I'm talking about within the last few months. You recently went out with a guy from another race. And you shared um, some of your night and your activities on your social media platform. 
Was you surprised by the reaction of your peers and people in your inner circle, the messages that you received as a result of you posting this guy? I mean, how did that make you feel to know that other people of your background thought the way that they thought about you stepping outside of your race? Yeah, so um, I recently went on a date um, with a with a white guy, Caucasian male, um, and we actually went out on quite a few dates. Uh, but the last one in particular, you know, I posted him on my social media, and I got all kinds of comments. Um, some of my girlfriends were like, you know, you go girl, you know, just you know, happy to see me out flourishing, having a good time. I got some other comments that were just like, oh, so you like white boys now. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, well, if you're not trying to date me, what, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to sit in the house and wait, or I'm supposed to be in a situationship. You know, I'm just supposed to be kicking it at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, this man wants to take me out on a date, wants to have right. fun. So they want to put you on rotation. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, and it, this was actually one of the guys that was like, after the fifth date, he was just like, okay, well, I'm a one woman kind of guy. And I was just like, I had to, yeah, I had to recalibrate myself because I had been so used to being, I guess, strung along Ooh. that I was kind of like, whoa, this is moving too fast. With, in all actuality, that's how it's supposed, it's supposed to go. He, he, he's going to know after hanging out with me a couple times after the conversations that we've had um, that, you know what, I, I want to focus on you. And again, the comments, you know, range from, you know, you go, I'm so proud of you. Like, oh, what was it like? Uh, and I let people know. I'm just like, you know. I want y'all to know when y'all see me out here with this white boy, I gave you, I gave you black men a chance. Okay. But it just kind of made me realize that one, there are some people that are going to support you because at the end of the day, limitations are just that they're limitations. And even though my preference, like, you know, if the right black man walked in my life right now, Okay, thank you, God, because, you know, that's my preference. And I want to see myself and my children. Um, Say that one more time. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I want to see myself and my children. And of course, you know, there are, I would say, worldly issues that arise when you have a child of multiple races because they can't always identify with certain things. So naturally, of course, I want my child to be black, but. You know, I have biracial siblings and they seem to be doing just fine. So <laughs> at the end of the day, um, it's about, you know, being with someone who's, you know, as committed to being with me. And again, what I've experienced is that, you know, when trying to date a black man, it seems just to be difficult. There's only honestly one relationship that I was with a black guy. Um, yeah. One relationship where I was at a black guy and Fidel, um, infidelity wasn't an issue Starts there were other yeah okay, there were yeah. other issues that were going on but infidelity and that but that was only one relationship and I think that lasted for nine months and again I had to cut the cord because it was just stuff that just I just wasn't gonna put okay, up with but, but in all actuality you did break his heart like you broke him down I right? did I know you yeah, guys so. do not hold that against me I greatly apologize but we he tried to that, we tried to very really hard he really hard. did he, he took it very hard but you know at the same time 
looking back, it was definitely something that I probably could have handled the breakup better. But what I did was the right thing to do. And where we're at now is in completely two different places. So I'm actually okay that it didn't work out because I feel like I've come a long way. <laughs> so let's talk about another experience you have. I know even though you were significantly younger than you mm -hmm. are now, um, I know that most black people, uh, you know, I don't want to get into that debate, but a lot of black people confuse Hispanics that look uh, like us yeah. as being one of us when that's not actually the case. Let's talk about the one that starts with this. You actually had the same problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, he wanted that to was move. like my, I wouldn't say my high, technically I had two high school sweethearts because I did part of high school Excuse in Texas. What? <laughs> I did part of high school in Texas and I did um, the last year of high school in North Carolina. So my North Carolina sweetheart. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, his mother was um, Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. And his dad was African-American. He was raised with his mom. So of course, again, the Hispanic. Um, the dominant uh -huh. um, caregiver provider is a Puerto Rican mom. Um, so again, fidel infidelity was not an issue. Like moving too fast was, but moving too fast absolutely was. I and, mean, he and tried this to one, this one. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't an issue of. Yeah, it wasn't an issue of infidelity. It was like that lockdown. You'll be my girl. Um, we getting engaged. I mean, actually, the two rings that I ever got were from them. Wow. Dang. Maybe I should. Maybe did you just I have a light bulb? Maybe moment. I should reflect on that. Okay. What did I do in those? But anyway. <laughs> um, write it down. But so yeah, we they were they were um, like dead set on like, you know, you're going to be my girl. Um, you're going to be my wife. We're going to have some kids. You know, we're going to travel. Parents were involved. Let me let yeah. me just let me just speak to that. Let me get involved here for a second. So the two relationships that you're talking about, the one in college with the Indian guy, his parents were involved because they would bring you home from college when I wouldn't make the trip. OK. And they were very supportive of your relationship as with the relationship with. um we'll just say Mike, Mikey, okay. you know, the parents were involved. We met as well. You know, remember we went boating together, yeah. you know, we would spend, do family outings together. So I guess the point that I want to make without offending my audience, especially to my single women, are you a willing or allowing your preferences to keep you unnecessarily single? Is it worth it to you to have something so bad that you're willing to risk being alone for an indefinite amount of time? Yes. See, I have one of my girlfriends actually. Yeah. One of my girlfriends actually, um, we, we were kind of talking about this in our group chat, you know, our girls chat. And, you know, she was just adamant about, you know, well, I want a black man. There's nothing that's going to change that. And in my head, I'm just like, but you've been single for over five years. And all the black men that you continue to date, again, don't take you serious, put you in situationships, lead you on, or end up choosing someone after you. And then you feel like, you know, you start to feel bitter, you feel resentment, and you feel you start to even doubt yourself because it makes you think like, well, what was it about 
Like, what was it about like me that I wasn't the one necessarily? Of course. And that's a natural feeling though. That is a natural feeling. And my ideology is one, you know, dating, honestly, you know, no one really gives us a manuscript on how to do this. The Bible doesn't even talk about dating. So in some, in some shape, form or fashion, you know, it's a social construct that we made up because we want to sift through the possibilities versus, you know, making just the commitment based off of, you know, good character, reputation, and what your family has to say. But me, I'm going to be out here dating, but I'm not going to limit myself. You know, I need to experience what it's like to date other people to overcome, like, what what compromise looks like, you know, what, you know, uh, uh, argument um, should look like, you know, how do you come back from an argument, um, debating, you know, there's a lot of things that we should be learning how to do before selecting that partner. But if you're not out here dating, what, what experience are you really getting? You know, I think it, I think in some cases there are some that go without an actual date for so long that it affects their ability to choose wisely when they do actually have someone that does give them the attention because you've been without for so long. I don't want to say desperate, but you're yearning to keep someone in your life that you're willing to accept um, inappropriate or improper or even bad treatment because you're like, well, I don't want to be single again. All right. You know, so I guess, and this is not to down the black man because I'm a sister, you know, I'm double black. I love to say that. I'm Ethiopian and I'm black. I'm the blackest woman you're ever going to meet. Well, I'm not Asian, so you can keep that. I'm not Asian. So what, what, what? Thank you. But I look at it like this. In today's society, even though black men are treated so poorly in this country, I think at the same time, black men are, are some of the most coveted men on the planet. You know, I coveted. I think that's a strong word. Okay, what word would you use? I would say the black man is one of is the most desired man, but coveted. Okay, I, I digress. From okay, the uh, okay. So I feel that sometimes my my fellow sisters are unfairly competing with women around the world. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, everyone is after the black man, but not everyone is after the black woman. There it is right there. There it is, say it one more time. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone is after the black man, but not everyone is after the black woman. And so when it comes to dating other races, one, you know, people do put black men down when they date outside their race, but they date outside their race at such an exponentially greater amount that, you know, it's almost like you, you know, you're going to expect that kind of stuff. But when a black woman decides to date outside her race, it's like, oh, my goodness, because we're the we're the uh, we're, we're what create the life for our race. True. You can't have a black. Well, I, you can't have a black child without a black woman. But essentially, um, our generations, generations upon generations come through black women. Um, so when we date outside our race, you know, we are like, you know, you don't believe in the black family, the black man, you know, we're sellouts. Yeah. Sellouts. And I'm just like, you know, um, well, if I wait for a black man, you know, I may, uh, be waiting till I get to the grave. So 
again, it's not, it's not to put the black man down, but you know, I have, we have to understand that how long should I have to wait? Because my time is precious, just like yours. Well, here's another thing I want to introduce into the conversation. And it's not to put anyone down. It's just to allow you to think. I think sometimes a lot of, or there are some people that have a preference and that's fine, but is what you, the, what you're desiring right now, does it want you back? Mm. You know, and it, it could be hurtful in a sense, but if you've been without a partner for an unspecified amount of time and by your own account, you're not satisfied with being single, not because you're desperate, but because you know you were designed for love. And you know, I love to say this, guys, every show, you absolutely deserve the love that you desire. But don't allow your desires to keep you single or wanting something that doesn't desire you back. I know. You know, sometimes even, I mean, I'm guilty of it too in different areas of my life. Sometimes we have unrealistic expectations. You know, sometimes we want something that either doesn't want us back or isn't designed for us. Would you say that's, that's fair? Absolutely. And you have to, one, you have to be in the spaces sometimes where these things are occurring, because sometimes I'm going to be honest some of you want this six figure man that's like this, got this background and all, you know, but you're not in an environment when you're going to meet that man. And two, if you do meet that man, he's probably not thinking the same thing that you're thinking. Mm. Right. Um, so you have to put yourself in these spaces and you have to elevate yourself as well. Not that everyone has to be equally yoked, but if you think about it, you know, it's easier for two birds to find each other if they're flying oh oh baby mama so proud of you one more time <laughs> it is what it's easier for two birds to find each other if they're flying like you're elevated at the same space if you're on the ground mm -hmm. and i'm in the sky more than likely i'm observing everything that's around me i'm not going to be looking down not to say that you know looking down is to related to anything but um just for the purpose of the analogy, if I'm flying, I'm going to be looking at everything that's at my elevation or maybe slightly below, you know, because as a bird, you know, dips and, you know, rides with the wind, but I'm not just going to be like, you know, looking anywhere. There's a certain range in which I'm looking for something. Um, so you also have to be in those spaces, those environments. You have to be in that mental space as well, because you can meet the right kind of person, but mentally you may not be there. And that may automatically make that person be like, you know what, this isn't what I'm looking for. Even though you could have checklist after checklist after check, you know, mm -hmm. everything checked off. And there's one thing that they require that you don't have and vice versa. You may meet this perfect person and because their spirituality isn't there, it's just like, you know, if that's a top tier thing for you, you know, you it, it, automatically it's like, you know, my spirituality is important and you have to be just as, so you have to be or be making your way to becoming the kind of person that you want because it's very, very rare. And I, I don't want to get like all economical, but it's very rare that people jump out of their class. So if you're speak on yeah, it, yeah, if you're, you know, I, I would say like, you know, um, uh, medium income, 
the likelihood of you finding a millionaire may be very slim versus finding someone that's also middle income. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we have to think about things like that. And are your preferences matching up with your um, with your actual steps or where you're actually headed? What, what do you mean by that when you say, are your preferences <laughs> lining up with your actual steps? Explain to the audience what you mean by that. Can you give us an example? Yeah, absolutely. Like me, currently. Um, finishing up school. I've been cleaning up my credit. I've been in my career field for over two years. So what I'm looking for and what I'm building myself up to, one, is that, you know, I don't have a lot of baggage. Um, I would like someone to have the same kind of mindset. And that is attributed to the education that you receive. Um, Has a career, a good work ethic, you know, some stability. Those are things that I can bring to the table. Not even to the table, just to my own house. Oh, bravo. So when I'm looking for someone, again, that bird's eye view, I'm looking for someone who has that education, has that stability in their work ethic, um, again, isn't coming with a lot of baggage. Now, that doesn't mean that if I meet someone, it's automatic no, but it's easier for me to be more open to someone who's already working on themselves and moving in that same kind of light. I like that. Bravo. So let me change it up a little bit, just a little bit. And it's going to even sound like I'm being, you know, I'm straddling the fence. Sometimes people have the tendency, I don't want to say to get desperate, but there have been times that people have compromised their preferences in order to fill a void. Now, if you know that you only like, or you're just stuck on a certain type of person and you go and get with someone or marry someone that is total opposite of what you like, what you're attracted to, or what you can move forward with in life, I think that's absolutely wrong. You know, because don't waste my time if you know that you only like white women. I'm just going to put it out there. Don't waste my time if you only like white women or don't waste his time if you only like brothers. If you only like black men and my name is Brett and I'm wanting to show you a good time, don't use me because the brothers haven't paid you any attention and you just want to fill in your time slots. You know, don't you think that's a fair statement to make? Nah, Being, I depend on, I think it also has contributed to the age category because again, someone my age, I'm still open to a lot of stuff, but I feel like the older people get, they're not as open. So then when they do step out of their, out of their preferences, um, it does sometimes feel like a waste of time because at that point you've desired something for so long, it's kind of almost cemented in what you really want. So for me, of course, I do have a history of, you know, kind of dating in and out my race, but uh, again, predominantly I've dated inside of my race. So when I go out, you know, and I've been asked the question too, you know, do you date outside your race? And I tell them, yeah, but you know, 
I do have more of a history of dating inside my race. I don't think it's a waste of time because honestly, the love of your life may be the complete opposite from what you ever pictured. And again, it's those limitations of, well, you know, I'm only going to date, you know, the black man um, that may be contributing to some of the disappointment that you've experienced. Not to say, you know, all the relationships, because of course there's ups and downs. Right. But again, you're creating more of a history that's not as positive with a black man because you keep trying to be with a black man versus exploring a man loving you, right? Or, you know, or a woman, you know, whatever your preference is. Yeah, I let's be open. Let's be um, but yeah, you know, if you're if you're if the goal is to be loved by X, you know, what really is the, you know, the top tier definition of X? Is it the race or is it how they treat you, how they communicate with you? You know, how they sense when something's wrong, how they're considerate of you, your time, you know, your emotions. Are those things more important than the color of their skin or the the bank account or, you know, um, the kids, you know, they may come with all those things. You, you, I really want people to start considering and ha- having honest conversations with themselves, because honestly, uh, this last um, the last time I dated outside my race, the guy was actually he was a white guy. But he also had a kid. And before, I was like, I'm never going to date anybody with a kid. Like, I don't want that. But then I was just like, hmm, well, I guess, you know, someone having a kid isn't, you know, too bad. I don't have to play stepmom off bat. Um, Do you think you were with that mindset? Do you think you're settling? Because you don't have kids. No. Okay. So I wouldn't even say with that mindset I'm settling because, again, it's just dating, right? Okay. Okay. but again, I think the reason I never wanted to date someone with kids was to begin with was because of what I went through as a child and having that unstable foundation um, from my father not being present in like my growing up. So it contributed to, you know, I don't want to have kids everywhere, you know, from multiple relationships. I want to try to have kids inside one relationship, you know, and if it doesn't work, OK, but at least I tried. It wasn't, you know, I just, I, in my, I, I guess really in my head, I didn't find it fond to be dating a guy who had already, you know, had kids mm-hmm. and the relationship had not worked because in my head, why didn't you make it work with the mother of your child? What was really going on? Again, that was my own personal um, growing up that contributed to why I didn't want to date a guy who already had kids because I was the little girl who's dad wasn't you know there so i'm like ah, oh, nah you know you focus on your kids that you got kids focus on your kids you don't need to be dating out here you focus on your child wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice oh I'm, i got a little emotional so what advice would you give if any because i i have my own thoughts on that what advice would you give to someone in your age category that is currently experiencing a dry spell and they're their goal is not even to get married, but to at least have an active dating life. The advice I would give is to honestly, what are your, what are your tiebreakers? Right. Um, And when you consider your tiebreakers, consider if they're the reason that you've been going through a dry spell. And if it's time to reevaluate what those tiebreakers are. Hmm. So Raymond, hey Raymond. That's 
one of my subscribers. You, I'm thinking you're saying I'm searching for, hey, sweetie. Did you just say I'm searching for a Latina? And that's a wrap. The king is set for marriage. Is that what you're saying? Type yes or no for me. See, <laughs> you're in good company. Um, you know, I married a Latino. He's um, Dominican. But before him, I mean, you know, that's pretty much kind of been my track record. I've always been, um, my heart has always been open to um, receiving love. And I've always been intrigued by other cultures and, and kind of like my daughter, or she's kind of like me, you know, my first preference, I guess, when I started out many, many moons ago, um, you know, you can always identify with something, you know, that, that you perceive as part of you. But if, you're not getting what you're looking for or your desires are not being fulfilled or something's missing, then it's time to, you know, try other things. So Raymond, I support you in your search. I wholeheartedly do. And I do believe I have a lot of listeners that are a part of the Hispanic community because of uh, my last name and um, the support that I get um, on behalf of my husband and his family. So Raymond, you need to make sure that you are following me on Facebook because I know there's a good amount of them on there and the diva will do whatever she can to support your efforts and get you hooked up. I know your flavor brother. <laughs> so, you know, I just support love. I do. And I'm a woman and hold on. I live in El Paso. Are you from Texas? We're from Texas. You live in El Paso before I move back. Also, you moved to South Carolina and you're looking for a Latino? Raymond, why would you leave Texas to come here to the Carolinas? <laughs> we're, we're natives born and bred of Dallas, Texas. So um, yeah, I'm gonna have to talk to you. I'm gonna have to talk to you. You was in the best best place to meet, you know, or get the desires of your heart. But, you know, with God, everything is possible. And if you are right now positioning yourself or you want to be married and you have, you know, your heart set on whatever, you know, I believe it, it can happen because, you know, Hispanics, um, they pretty much dominate, you know, the population pretty much, right? Am I, do I have that right? Statistically, there are more Hispanics on, is it? Or am I thinking of Muslims? Uh, I'm confused. I'm just saying there are more Hispanic people across the globe versus any other race. No, that's definitely not false. No? I mean, that's definitely false. That's definitely false. Am I thinking of Muslims? No. In terms of religion? What am yeah, I thinking of? I don't know. Indians are the... Indians, Asians. Indian, Asians, and then it's Hispanics? No, then you got Africans. Really? Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but Raymond, you know, I'm here to support. I'm here to support. So back to what I was attempting to say is that I support any and all of my subscribers who are looking for love. I would just ask that you don't allow your preferences to keep you single because you deserve so much more than being, you know, 
No, then allowing yourself to be boxed in when there's so much love out there from so many people that are willing to love you down and love you the right way, like you deserve to be loved. And I would just ask that you open up your hearts and your mind, even if, you know, you may not want to marry that person, but at least get some dating experience under your belt and, and see what it's like out there. Because, you know, here's my thing, Jazz. How about this? Like once upon a time, one of my episodes, when I was recording with the roundtable panel, we were talking about, I think it was on the episode dating multiple people. And I was going back and forth with one of the uh, members of the panel. And I was talking about, you know, when you go on a date with a black guy and remember guys, I'm black. I'm not bashing my own. I support my own wholeheartedly. So I wanted to say that before I say this, it's like when you go on a date with a black guy, when I was dating, you know, most of the time, you know, they have a specific set of things that they like to do. And a, a couple of guys on the panel was like, you know, Netflix and chill or come over to my house, blah, 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 versus versus someone else, you know, we can go to the gun range, we can go kayaking, we can go, you know, rock climbing, we can go uh, just a host of other activities that are available, you know, and experiences versus, you know, the experience of dating my own. And maybe that was just the people that I was exposed to. I'm not, you know, totally opposed to seeing, well, hey, my experiences back in the day were piss poor either. I'm not above that. But I'm just saying, open your heart to where you can receive love. Because if you do, you might find, you may find that you can get the experiences that you need to take you to another level and definitely ex expand you in a lot of areas that, you know, you could use some improvement. So, um, outside of that, you know, I didn't really want to get into the pros and the cons or try to convince you guys of interracial dating, but I definitely don't want to leave you without saying don't allow your preferences to keep you single a minute longer than you have to. Because the truth of the matter is you can have the love that you desire if you open up your heart just a little bit wider and, and expand, expand your mindset. And now with everybody being quarantined, you know, the world has slowed down just a little bit. You know, all of us have a little bit of extra time to do some self-reflecting, to evaluate and assess some different situations, relationships, um, different things. Now is the time to make some assessments and make some changes. 2020 has been brutal to all of us. It has. I mean, the world has taken an impact that none of us have ever experienced or seen before. Let's take the time to really think about what you require, what direction you want your love life to go, and who would be best qualified to fill that position. And if I had my way with you right now, if I could take each of you in a room and sit you on a couch. I would have you lay back and I would ask you to close your eyes just for a few moments. 
And I would want you to build in your mind the perfect mate. Absent of skin color. What qualities do they possess? How how do they treat you? How would this person make you feel? What are the things that this person would do for you? If we're building the perfect mate right now, just close your eyes. So you got this person, right? You got this person in your mind. And if at this precise moment, now that you have them created in your mind, if you could have a private chat with God, your God, whoever you serve, and say, this is what I want. I want them to be this. I want them to be filled with that. I want them to be warm, kind, loving, family-oriented, hardworking, good work ethic, not abusive, no mental abuse, no physical abuse, no emotional abuse. I want them to be intelligent. I want them to be a leader. I want her to be submissive. I want her to be sensual. I want them to be sexual. I want them to have a great sexual appetite. I want them to be thoughtful. I want them to be kind. I want them to have a big heart. I want them to be an encourager, a motivator. I want them to be energetic. I want them to approach life with lots of enthusiasm. And if all of that, God heard you and God said, I'm going to give you exactly what you just asked for. Would it matter what color they were? Would it matter what race or culture they were in? If everything that you described that you wanted and everything that you ask they could give you, would it really matter? Because at that point, I have to say, if God gave it to you, it has to be the right fit, right? So now my question is, come a little closer, guys. I want you to, I want you to actually hear my question. What's more important? Do you want what you want or do you want what God will give you. What's more important? What do you want more? Do you want your preference or do you want what God has for you? Only you can answer that. But this is your year to have your desires manifested. I just want you to open up that heart and open up your mind. Who knows? We may circle right back around to your preference. Maybe experience is what you need because who knows that preference may have a circle that requires you to have a little bit of exposure to other cultures. Mm, That's something to think about, isn't it? You absolutely deserve the love that you desire. So what's your flavor? Do you like butter pecan? Do you like vanilla? Do you like pistachio? 
You like chocolate? Do you like swirl? What's your flavor? Yeah, you know what you like, right? And even though you like it, can you taste some other flavors and get accustomed to those as well? Mm. Listen, I have enjoyed talking with you guys. And for just one hour, all of us were able to come together tonight and take our minds temporarily, temporarily off of the madness that's going on in this world right now. That's what we do. We came together and talked about something other than the economy, the coronavirus, and what's ahead of us. But, you know, I just pray that everyone that's under the sound of my voice right now, I just pray that all of us make it through it, that we are abundantly blessed and favor, favored, and that we will remain encouraged no matter what tends to come our way within the next few weeks or months, that we will push through all of this crap together. And I want you guys to email me your thoughts and your comments like some of you have been doing diva speaks official at gmail.com don't be shy you can email me some feedback and remember this show was not about black bashing it was about preferences and allowing you to reconsider or just think about if your preference has allowed you to be single for an extended amount of time that you really don't have to be whether you are a man or you are a woman could you stand to date someone else other than your preference whatever that preference is I want you to think about it you want to say goodbye or a couple of words of encouragement or whatever to my phenomenal audience. Hey everyone. Yeah, it's Jazz. And just before I sign off, you know, don't limit yourself. You know, like I said in the beginning, that's exactly what it is. You're limiting yourself. And if love is the goal, be adaptable into the form it can come in. Of course, you know, at the end of the day, it should be healthy. You know, it, it shouldn't be um, disastrous. You know, it shouldn't be toxic. Um, but, you know, I don't think it should be limited just to race. You know, of course, if that's your preference, you know, and you want to stick by that, you know, best wishes for you. But you never know what, what may be on the other side if you just give it a try and genuinely give it a try. Um, so don't sabotage yourself, you know, and don't, don't compromise on what you truly want, but, you know, just be open to experiencing love in many different forms. Have a great night, everyone. Well said, well said, well said. Listen, guys, um, I want you to remember and think back to when I ask you to close your eyes and you visualize the perfect person that you would have built for you. 
And maybe later on this evening or tonight or first thing in the morning, maybe you can have a private chat with your higher being, with your God, and repeat your thoughts from your lips to God's ears. All things are possible. I want you to remember that. So you guys support the diva. I'm on Facebook. True Diva Speaks or at True Diva Speaks. I am on Instagram. Diva Speaks, the underscore sign official. My email address is Diva Speaks official at gmail.com. I forgot my my Twitter account. God knows. I don't I don't know. I'm trying, guys. So. You guys stay healthy, stay safe. Remember to continue um, social distancing. Let's not panic. Let's just hope that um, our government will approve these stimulus checks so we can all move forward with our life. For those of you who have small children or know of people that have small children, um, you know, just remember, be safe at all costs because you don't want to put yourself at risk and come home and bring it to your babies. We got this, guys. We got this. You hear me? We got this. We will we will move through it. We will look back on it and say we overcame. So with all of that, you guys, the diva has spoken. Tell a friend. I sincerely appreciate your support. Good night, Raymond. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your support. Good night, all of you guys. Hugs and kisses. XOXO. And the diva has spoken.